Ho ho happy Hameen holidays. As 2020 winds down with over 2.2 million downloads, the Hameen army marches into 2021 with sights set on 3 million downloads and beyond. We'd like to thank you, the listeners and sponsors, for following and supporting us on all of Hami Media Group affiliate channels as we continue to provide the very best variety of entertainment anywhere. Pro wrestling, movie reviews, TV show reviews, news, sports, conspiracy, and satire. We have everything for your listening or viewing pleasure. Add Hami Media to all your favorite audio and video platforms. iTunes, Stitcher, iHeart, Twitch, and YouTube are just some of the many ways you can get your fill of all of the HMG content. And speaking of getting your fill, if you're cooking this holiday season, there's only one olive oil to use in all your delicious delectable dishes, Zordos Artisan Greek Ultra Premium Olive Oil. This olive oil is not only the perfect ingredient for your festive feast, but Zordos Olive Oil makes the perfect gift for any foodie or fan of fantastic food. Head over to Zordos oliveoil.com and taste what the term ultra premium means. Now, after a good meal or to kickstart your morning, what's better than a cup of bro, bro? The Coffee Brosters Russo's brand coffee is better than your average cup of joe, bro. When checking out at thecoffeebrosters.com, use the promo code BRO5LB for a special price on a five pound bag of Russo's brand coffee. This deal is too good to pass up on, bro. Did somebody say deal? Well, Stevie Richards and ForceUSA.com have a deal for you. Are you looking to build a better you? How about the best custom home gym you can imagine? ForceUSA delivers sturdy, innovative and versatile strength training equipment for home gyms and training studios alike. Enter promo code Stevie5 for a special 0% financing offer at checkout. Also check out StevieRichardsFitness.com for a fantastic affordable resistance band training program and yoga program choose from the 12 and 16 week program as well as a dynamic yoga program that will get you ready to burn off those calories after those huge holiday meals if you're interested in a band new you for 2021 and years to come stevie kick start your health with stevie richards fitness.com prowrestlingtees.com celebrate all of the hami media personalities and independent pro wrestling stars by giving the gift of or grabbing up for yourself the coolest merch any wrestling fan desires again head over to prowrestlingtees.com and support indie wrestling today hey infidels do you want to become a Hami Media Group operative? Then follow us at Hami Media Group on Twitter and request a link to our private Discord channel. You can also find us on Facebook at Hami Media Discussion Group and interact with all of the HMG personalities as well as joining in on the fun discussions, watch-along events, and games. You can also follow us on Instagram to like, comment, and participate on all of the HMG and Conspiracy Horseman propaganda. Once again, thank you to all of the subscribers, followers, sponsors, guests, producers, and host of Hami Media as we march to 3 million downloads. All of this is possible because of you. <laughs>
This is the way. This is the way. This is the way. Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, but most importantly, all you Mandalorians out there to another edition of the New Force Order Review Show. Mandomania. Ooh, yeah. It's running wild all over your face, neck, and chest. And what you gonna do? And you don't even have to pay 20 bucks for it. You're getting it for free. So consider yourself luckies. All five of you fans. I am one-fourth of your hosts. First and foremost, let's do the honors. I'm going to introduce the Sith Force Ghost in the room. So, uh, Mr. Kathleen Kennedy of the NFO, please introduce yourself. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the talk lord of the podcast, the Sith Ari, the rampaging Reverend Kiss, the butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy, your boy Spiro. I am a pro wrestler, not the only pro wrestler on the show tonight, but a pro wrestler nonetheless, that is a multi-time champion, current three belt holding in three different companies, champion in a galaxy far far away and i didn't have to slap around any gamorian guards to get it thank god i am your boy ggp aka greek god pop it on now alongside with me i have a pretty witty kung fu grips having thunder stealing medical droid who has a side business besides stealing your thunder and overcharging your insurance, he likes to steal your girl. And we have your X Division, aka Flex Division champion from Impact Wrestling, the fourth member of the NFO. No, not Ted DiBiase. No, not the Giant. He'll introduce himself in a second. But first, Doc, let them know who you are. I am smarter than 21B, more technical than FX7. The God of Stealing Thunder. And the man that the ladies want to do because I spit more bars than Rohit Raju. Oh, Alex Royal. Oh, oh. Most impressive. Oh, shots oh. fired. Pew, pew, pew. Well, pew, pew, pew. Uh, he was uh, shooting just a little bit, if you will. I'm going to tell you right now, though, Daddy, you don't have that swag like this gentleman right here. X Division Champion, Flex Division Champion, if you will. Silver Tongue Talker, big fan of Luke Skywalker, the American Dream. I mean, Ravishing Rohit Raju. I'm enjoying this, bro. I'm enjoying this. I could be, it's like Eminem versus Papa Doc. <laughs> and I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, what's his name? The Falcon, a uh, guy who played Falcon, Anthony Mack. I'll be the guy, the MC. And it's no movie, there's no Yeah. Anyway, a little eight mile reference never hurts nobody. Ladies and gentlemen. Spaghetti, spaghetti. <laughs> Uh, ladies, uh, hey, he banged. What's that? What was that chick's name? Brittany Murphy. Yeah, yeah, she was a nice piece of ass. Anyways, yes, rest in peace. Um, we're gonna bring on the show, Doc. You prick. Um, ladies and gentlemen, enough shenanigans. This is the Mandalorian review show called Mandomania. I said it before. I just said it again. It's so nice. I gotta say it twice. 
We're reviewing tonight chapter 15, a.k.a. The Believer. Mm. Now, it's not the song from Shrek where they go, I'm a believer. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. No, 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 no. This was a great episode in my opinion. But let's go around the horn. One word. Ro, let's start with you. Oh, it was like when I was a kid and Trish Stratus or Tori Wilson would walk on my TV screen. Hell, it'd be like that now. It was solid. Nice. Doc? Uh, Heartwarming. Is that one word? I I think so, yeah. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) It's my show, motherfucker. I got these two words. (laughs) As he puts on the... The uh, Robert De Niro casino glasses. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm going to say great. Well, I said it earlier. I said it again. Great episode. Um, it was directed by Rick Fuji Armbar, a.k.a. Rick Famuia. He was also the director of episode two, uh, chapter two, excuse me, and chapter six from season one. So let's start off the episode with a bang. We all thought. At least I thought, maybe you guys can concur with the statement, that the whole episode was going to be one giant prison break. Did you guys think that? Absolutely. I did. Yes, I did think that. Again, they went against the expectations. Um, Maybe Ryan Johnson should take note of this. Instead of subverting expectations for the sake of just subverting expectations, they do it with some meaning and some... uh, Some flair. Some flair. Woo! Woo! Not Ric Flair. If but <laughs> but uh, Spiro, what do you think of Ryan Johnson and Kathleen Kennedy as Star Wars with their talents? Kathleen Kennedy says the Force is female. That's okay. That's fine. Beautiful. If the Force is female, the Force can go make me a fucking sandwich. Ah, well, you know what, Spiro? You are entitled to your own opinion, my friend. You're never wrong as the Dark Sith Lord of the podcast. But... Uh, they didn't need a prison break. Prison break? We don't need no stinking prison break. Cara Dune's a marshal in the New Republic. So she threw her weight around, and it's a lot of weight. Yeah, literally. <laughs> but uh, she pulled some strings, she said, and uh, I guess you get that, that, that benefit of being over. And, and speaking of over. Right? Being over with the, with the New Republic, you, you pull some strings and get people booked or, you know, do some politicking, get people out of positions. But we get to see Mayfield and what I thought was a phenomenal, phenomenal setting. A scrapyard, a junkyard. And we saw he, all the prisoners doing work on uh, TIE fighters, X-wing a- engines, and parts. They had the crane from um, that was made out of the AT-AT like they had in the previous episode. What did you guys think of that whole junkyard scene? I was trying to, the second watch, I was trying to pick up any Easter eggs I could find. Uh, the first time, though, I was just, I thought it was cool. I, I liked that a lot. It was such a small touch to the Star Wars universe and lore, but I just thought it was so cool seeing that side. But that's what they do so well in The Mandalorian is that they, they do. throw in something like that. That's like, an, it's like a nothing scene, like no one would care about it, but it, it makes us look, you know, deep into the... Into the into the into the scene. Look at look look into the sides. Look for Easter eggs. Look for things and be and just sit back and be like, "That's really fucking cool." The fact that all those Tie Fighters are just demolished over there and they're yeah. just all scrapping them for parts. And it was, it's uh, having them being in like a 
because you always say, oh, what happens if they get caught or prison and all that crap? You usually just see them in a cell and they're just sitting there. But then you actually see what he is delegated to, delegated to as a prisoner. And uh, it's, you know, helps with the world building. Oh, absolutely. Not to mention that even just the, the background itself and all, all the parts, it was very visually appealing, in my opinion, almost uh, satisfactory in a certain sense of the word, because you always wonder what happens to those X, X-Wings and TIE fighters and all these uh, ships that go down in, in a dogfight. What happens to the scrap? I mean, we know what happens with the Death Star falls into into one of the wounds in the Ewok system. I mean, uh, the Endor system. And we saw that in Rise of Skywalker. But uh, anyhow, they they uh, they mentioned him by prison number three four six six seven Mayfield. Any uh, any uh, sin, uh, any any meaning to that number? What do you guys think? Three four six six seven. Because I don't I don't have any meaning. I can play around with it and say. Take away one, you get 33, which is a Mason number. Take away one from the other one, you get 666, Here which is go. the devil's number. Then you, have ele- then you have one from one and one from okay, the other. Okay, guys. That's 11. Uh, welcome <laughs> to the Conspiracy Horseman. Uh, my name is Ben Hameen. Yalla. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, no, I didn't, I, didn't, uh, I didn't think anything. I mean, at least not yet. I'll have to do some digging on that, but I didn't. I didn't think anything as far as his number, but I'm sure it's a reference to something. Usually the little, you know, stuff like that, it, it's like an Easter egg usually. Well, it's like the date that such and such came out, or you know what I mean? Some weird stuff like that. So maybe it is a reference to something. It's funny how we've like become conditioned now that nothing that crosses the, sc- the screen can be just taken with a grain of salt and not right. evaluated and thought about and and you know and broken down because the second i saw that number i was like let me pause it i was like what does that number mean does it mean anything does it mean right. i'm like what am i doing just fucking watch the episode <laughs> <laughs> yeah. usually uh, the first the first run through i just try to watch the episode but if something yeah. pops out i'm like oh and then like the second and third i start to try to dissect things exactly exactly I do the same thing uh so he starts to leave the the wreckage with Cara Dune. Asking Cara Dune where are they going? She's no selling. Before that, the uh, the very Alan Tudyk K2SO droid, it was like, uh, you have three seconds to comply. And he pulled out the yeah. baton and was ready to whack him upside the fucking head. Yeah. Like, He's like, all right, like, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. All right, all right. <laughs> Actually, that that, those were the same droids that were in the uh, prison break episode. Yeah, yep. Um, so anyway, so they're walking to Slave 1. Then they show Boba Fett walking down the ramp. And lo and behold, he repainted his armor. Ooh, got that matte look. Dude, he looked dope as fuck. He honestly but did. For one second, Mayfield was like uh, a little shook. He thought it was Mando <laughs> and he even said, it. oh, I thought you were somebody else. And then Mando shows up and he's like, oh, man, what are you here to kill me? And I pop. But I don't know, man. There's a lot of rumors going around on why he painted the armor. Now... This is what I heard. Let me know if you guys thought this or if you guys think this is intriguing by any means. One 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 uh, theory is that the reason why he repainted his armor, it's because he was born again. And maybe he's proud to be a Mandalorian once again. Um, or like Mando, initially in season one, his armor lost integrity and he lost his integrity. And then when he went back to get the child, he got new armor. Right, 
and he tried to rebuild his integrity by doing the right thing. So uh, with Boba Fett, do you think that the same applies to him, that he's starting to you know, be more honorable and live to the old uh, code that his father used to live to before he was a mercenary bounty hunter, and now this is his second walk on life because he almost had a near-death experience? What do you guys think? That's a pretty interesting thought. You know, when I saw the repainted armor, the first thing I said to myself, I was like, oh, I'm so happy that all the custom action figures that I saw on Instagram this week have now all been like shot to shit with all the <laughs> fucked up armor because now he's got brand new armor. They're all like, motherfucker. I just spent yeah. a week doing that and now I'm looking at this. But uh, for me, I was like, I was like, he probably was like, oh, this fucking armor smells like Cobb Vanth. I got to paint this fucking thing. <laughs> it could have been. Yeah, I could see the the metaphor of the. The symbolism there, um, you know, he's he's brand new. There's still something about him I don't trust, uh, and maybe because, and I'll I'll talk before we end the show. I kind of want to get into this, but um, I, there is something I I don't know if I, I trust about him still. Like it's almost like it's too good to be true. And I, but um, also maybe action figures that could be a thing. However, maybe. they had a new action figure with him last episode. With the way he his you know it's still a new look, but maybe it is. Maybe he needed you know he needed a fresh coat of paint on his armor and a fresh coat of paint, a new lease on life, so to speak. So, would you guys say that him repainting the armor and wearing all black underneath and not wearing his old Boba Fett outfit, you, would you would you say that's a that's a step forward? Do you think it's a plus or do you think it's a step back? Because I was that's, hoping to see I was hoping to see him in his old uniform i actually don't mind the new uniform i watched uh the tragedy again the other day and i was like man he kind of if you watch it you can tell when it's uh tomorrow morrison morrison and then it's not because one has like the dad bod and then the, the one when he's doing a lot of other stuff doesn't but uh i thought his armor actually looked kind of cool with the black i like the new i like the new look i do i think it's a step forward okay yeah. I, i'm a big fan i you know i think as kylo ren said let the past let the past die. Um, and uh, I'm totally fine with that. You know, this is I, this is not this is not your father's Boba Fett. This is you know, this is the new and improved Boba Fett. And he's, I think he has a portion of his old self, but a portion of his new self, and that's reflected in his costume. I like that. That's yeah, good, I never thought about yeah. it. That's, that's cool. actually kind of cool. Look at look at I just, Doc. I just thought of it right now, guys. By the way. Look, look, look at working on the fly, baby. Talk, walking <laughs> as I'm talking. <laughs> Well, look, I was hoping for the old uniform. I don't mind the new uniform. But the one thing I do miss is that green cod piece he used to wear. Oh, you love cod pieces. Little cod, little fried cod and chips, right? No, but seriously, though. Um, if he can get some more green armor, like on his thighs or on his boot, like like shin pads, I think it would be complimented more. I just, it just looks like a chest piece now. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't it's like look bad. Cosplay sometimes. Sometimes I mean yeah. it's just it's I, don't not, I gotta get used to not, the look. Not with that matte paint and the other matte paint makes it just puts it over for me completely. I love. Oh, I love color. the matte paint. I love the new look. I love the new. I mean, I love the fact that he left the, the dent in. He didn't bang out the dent. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyhow, they go to Mayfield. They put him on the ship. They tell Mayfield they he they need him for his imperial clearances and his protocol. Uh, what's her name? Cara Dune doesn't trust him because he used to be imperial. Um. They tell him that we need the coordinates of uh, Moff Gideon's cruiser, and he's like, "Nah, I, I rather, I rather not. Take me back." And they're like, "Oh, they stole his son," and she referred to him as son. And he's like, "Oh, the little green guy." 
she goes, yeah, the little green guy. And I, then I think, I think she said kid. Did she say kid? I think she said kid. Yeah, kid, said son, kid. whatever, yeah. man, child, whatever, <laughs> offspring, whatever. They, they stole the little animatronic puppet that, 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 that is the star of the show. The little, the little green guy? That was great. And uh, he actually <laughs> changed his mind real quick, which I didn't think he was going to. So he decides he's going to go along with it and says there's a secret mining colony uh, where they're mining something called Rhydonium, which is like some kind of explosive fuel on a planet called Morak. And my pop's huge when Boba's like, uh, Rhydonium's explosive. And he goes, yeah, sort of like this guy. And he points to Mando. Yeah. And then Boba looks at him and no-sells him. And he's yeah. like, wah, 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 wah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I just want to say something right now, just off the top of the episode. Bill Burr was fantastic. Oh, phenomenal, yeah. hands down. He stole oh, the so... show. He completely. did his yeah. acting was fucking phenomenal, phenomenal. Yeah. And you know, he's a comedian. We know this, but I think he he drew from the fact that if you watch his comedy, he he is one of the best comedians out there today. He has perfect timing, perfect delivery, and I think he brought that directly into this role which put mayfield completely over in this episode and it, his back and forth with cara dune was absolutely yeah. hilarious and something that i picked up like you had said he changed his mind like he's like oh okay the kid it was a completely different mayfield from the last time we saw him last time he was like cold-blooded this time it seemed like he had time to reflect and he had a lot of regret you know, when the way he was talking during the episode, even when they saw him, he was scared he was going to get killed. He feared for his life. You know, there was there was regret there. And even when he said, oh, the, the little green guy. And there was like some remorse compared to the last time we saw him where he was just a prick. And you're right, man. His acting, especially when, you know, we'll get to it when he was talking. He almost like he had PTSD when yes, they were talking exactly about Exactly what I, yes. I turned yeah. to my wife. I was like, he's totally PTSD right now. Yeah, because he, now he has... All the hot shot gunning is gone, you know, all that crate running with the crew is gone, and then all he has is himself until he dies picking trash for uh the new republic. So he probably has a lot of time to think, and all that shit probably hit him. And uh I thought that was really cool. It's just the way his his character did a complete 180. Oh, and Rhydonian is actually from Rebels. There's an episode where they go to blow up that old base from Clone Wars. Where they have to blow up those like spider creatures or whatever. Well, it wasn't spider creatures. It was something. But I'm pretty sure that's what they were using. It was Sabine and I think Hera. And uh, they oh, used that the to blow up. That yes, right. that's what it was. I'm pretty sure that's what it was. Gotcha. I'm sure well, somebody has a, a, a video on that shit. I could be wrong on that, but I no, thought that's what it was. Hey, man, you were right before. You know your shit. That's why you're the fourth member. <laughs> you're in the lim you're in the limousine to the closing segment. Um, <laughs> Morak looks a lot like Scarif without the water. Dude, uh, the Scarif Troopers was sweet. Yeah, that was sweet. Um, they say that the base is run by XISB. I don't know what ISB stands for. I've heard it before, but I just don't know what it stands for. Yeah. And that the that uh, genetic signature can be scanned, and if you're on the new Republic register, you get detected and trip the alarms. So, uh, May feels like, yo, you can't go uh, to Dune because of that fact. And then they ask uh, Fennec. Fennec's like, nope, I'm wanted by the ISB. And then I pop because this is a nice little Easter egg. Maybe you caught it. Maybe I know we did, but yeah. the average Joe didn't. When Frank goes, 
let's say they might recognize my face. <laughs> it's a throwback to Clone Wars and clones because because his face is all the clones faces that are yeah. part of the Republic. So if he goes down there, forget it. I didn't get- even realize that that's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Really? Are you being that, serious? No, I'm being totally serious. I did not realize that's really funny. Yep. Wow. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> so Mando and Mayfield go undercover as Juggernaut 5 troopers. The Juggernaut thing was the caravan thing. Looked really cool. A little different from what he used to look like in the prequels. Um, looked more like a train than uh, than an armored tank. Mm-hmm. Um I like the vehicle. That's what it was cool. Kind of remind me of it's like a G.I. Joe vehicle. That's what Yes. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, Kara jumps in the, the car, jobs out the two troopers really, really bad. And then they get changed into the armor. Uh, Mando gives Kara his his armor, his uh, Beskar armor, tells her to take care of it. Now, I don't know. I picked up on this. But when she's like, I will, I definitely will. And then she stared at him. I feel like there was some kind of chemistry between the two of them, like almost I, like a moment. I, I honestly, uh, first, I love how they clowned them uh, for dressing in, how they were like, she was yeah. like, I say it looks good, but it doesn't. It don't. Um, but uh, I thought that too. Sometimes I I feel like there's something with those two, and then there's not. But I still think he'll go back to the forest chick and and uh, hook up with her because that was he had unfinished business there. But I do feel like that. like, But knowing... Like, to, I always thought maybe, like, she was gay. Like, Cara Dune's Cara, or Cara Dune. I was like, maybe she's just gay. She's, like, this big, badass broad, and her and Fennec will hook up or some shit. Ooh, now you even dox some nice wow. little... <laughs> 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 Hold on, sniper, I'll be right back. Sniper each other. <laughs> yeah. so, so then, what do you call it? Uh, as they're riding in the truck, Mayfield makes a remark that I popped for that he couldn't see with the helmet on. Which is a typical running joke in Star Wars. Um, he makes a "you people" remark, which I pop for when he goes "you I people." Popped you. Yeah. I was I like, well, "Where is he going with this one over here?" Yeah. And he goes, "And I mean you people." He's, like, "I mean you Mandalorians." <laughs> yeah. Mayfield keeps egging Mando on about taking off the mask. Then he tries to convince him that the New Republic and the Empire are one of the same. Uh, we're invaders on their land. He also says. Uh, Beliefs and alliances are forced onto you from where you are from. And then he compares Alderaan, and he says it like Doc. Uh, Doc, say Alderaan. Alderaan. Exactly. And he says it like that. Alderaan, like he's from fucking Boston. Right? And uh, he says, look, look at them all. He looks, look at Mandela. Look at Alderaan. Two different places. Everybody was raised differently to think differently. Where are they now? They're both not here. And then uh, he's like, uh, he got a little insulted. I, I kind of felt like Din Djarin got a little upset with that. And he's like, yo, we're both, we're typically the same person. He's like, we're not the same person, you know? Um, then all of a sudden, Juggernaut 3 and 4 gets destroyed because of pirates attacking with thermal detonators. Dude, I was hoping, I, when they said pirates, I was hoping for Hondo. Oh, me too, bro. Oh. Yeah. But those pirates look cool. I don't they know did. if I've ever seen that alien species before in Star Wars. That's my knowledge. They looked a little like the uh, like the skiff guards from Jabba's, yeah. like the Weequay. But then I, when you get a closer look, they looked a little bit different. Yeah. Mando holds them off, and then he runs out of ammo, which I thought was funny. Yeah. And then he starts to fight them, and one no, but thing- but he throws the gun at them. Yeah, like like. <laughs> like yeah. what movie have we seen that from? Was it Indiana Jones movie? Was it no oh, Superman? Okay, Super- the old because- Superman serials. They shoot Superman, 
Yes. And the bullets would bounce off him. And then when they run out of bullets, and they, they throw the gun at him and Superman yes. ducks. I, I swear Harrison Ford's done that in some shit, though, too. I, I thought Whether it was Harrison as Han Solo or as Indiana Jones, I think he's done that. Like, kind of looked at the gun and just fucking throws it. Well, that just, was, that's when he shot the guy with the whip. When he, when, when, when he, he was throwing the whip around, then he just pulls the gun out and then shot him. Because that's a similar scene. But there was, I think, I think it was an Indiana Jones thing where he threw the gun. Well, do you guys ever recall a scene where a blaster runs out of lasers? No, but I'm glad that happened because, like, in any of the games, you always have to have like cartridges and really? like some type of energy thing to fill. Yeah, because you obviously in the game you're gonna run out of ammo, but you would have to find ammo for it. You know what I mean? There's like some type of energy cartridge or energy that you would put into the blaster. And going back to what you were saying when they were talking in the uh, vehicle. Um, I do think he was offended, but I also think he was offended because he pretty much called him out on his shit. Yeah, yeah. And he he made him he had to Mando had to think about it like like he was almost like hit him with truth and he yeah. didn't want to accept the truth, so that's why he was offended by it. Because at the obviously we'll get there at the end, he was pretty much right about it. It was like, Yeah, fuck your beliefs. If push comes to shove, you're gonna do what you gotta do. It kind of reminded me of a, a Kevin Smith or a uh, Quentin Tarantino movie with the dialogue where the actual conversation has meaning. It's just not, you know, yeah. gibberish, you know? It was like deep talk. Yeah. Almost like a fireside chat type of scenario where the guy's dropping knowledge, but he's not trying to be a dick to Mando, but he's like, listen, you know, when push comes to shove, he goes, you go against your beliefs because you got to get shit done. He goes, look at you, you're wearing a Stormtrooper helmet. And he's like, there's a difference between you can't take over your helmet, you can't show people your face. And Mando didn't say anything. So, yeah, you're totally yeah. right about that. And and then, uh, like you were saying, they were fighting up top. Um, there was that point where he fucking... Uh, <laughs> I think I, I know apologize. where you're going with this. If, I'll let you get to it then. Go ahead. No, go ahead. You see, I want to see if well, we're well, it, it was... Uh, he forgot he didn't have the best car on. Yes! So he took he the shot with to his the arm. Yeah, he's like, oh, shit. And then when he gets <laughs> back in the truck afterwards, he's just like, oh, he's all beat up and stuff. But it was cool because he's still a badass fighter. But he took an ass whipping, and uh, oh. he wasn't used to not having that pass car. And he got in there. He was just like, oh, man. And, like, when he hit him and it just shattered, the armor just shattered. I was like, huh, that's pretty cool. The little things. They're so oh, good yeah, at that shit, man. I, I was hoping that Cara Dune would be like, uh, remind him, hey, listen, realize that you're not wearing any best car right now. But no one yeah. did. But but then it came into, into, uh, into play from there, which I thought was dope, like you said. Yeah. But, and then as he's defeating all these aliens... Be before you go there, Pop, that when they were fighting on top of that, that transport, to me, that was like literally ripped out of Indiana Jones. Yes. He's yeah. knocking them off. He throws them out. The guy gets hit by the wheel. He yeah. knocks the one dude, and the other guy grabs the other guy's fucking by the shoulder to hold him up, and then he punches out of the face, elbows that guy. They both go over. And speaking... No. Um, but uh, it they, they, they really do these... I don't know if they're doing it on – they have to be doing it on purpose but because they have to know that somewhere that when they do things like that, it hits us in in the subconscious like feel-good movie portion of our brains that we've seen Raiders of the Lost Ark fucking 100 times. And it just like, drops like a serotonin dump in your fucking head when you watch it because it brings you back to that and it's it, it, it's like that callback. That you don't almost, if you don't pay attention to it, like we do, because we have to do a fucking podcast about it, that it it gives you that feeling from watching those movies and loving those movies while you're watching this as well. So it's almost like they're fucking drugging us 
while they're doing this. Yeah, they hit you with that nostalgia, and sometimes you don't you don't even know why. Exactly, you don't even know why, or you don't even know it. Like you said, they don't you don't even know that they're hitting you with that nostalgia, but you love that for a reason. It's because it's been implanted in your subconscious years ago from watching all those movies as a kid stuff. And yeah, man, that's that's wild. Like I really didn't pick that up until we were talking about it, and then as soon as you said it, I was like, yeah, it's exactly. Fucking right, Indiana Jones. I call that the SMF, the subliminal mindfuck. <laughs> because that's exactly what it is. That's what you don't do. realize it until later on, or if you sit down and you talk to your buddies about it, like we're talking about it now, you're like, yeah. oh shit, yeah. yeah. You know? Um, Mando started whooping ass on top of this fucking, on top of the, the juggernaut. And then as he takes one one group out, then another group comes. And then finally, five groups show up. It was like the NWO just doing run-ins over and over again. And he was just like, fuck. Even hard to get a deep breath. Like, <sighs> And then all of a sudden, in comes the hot tag. And the TIE fighters come and make the save. Now, look. One, this, one thing I liked about this episode that we've never seen before. The is, Empire of the Heroes. Yeah. 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 They even played heroic music. Yep. Heroic style Fuck, music. You were pumped to see them. Yeah, yeah. You're like, oh shit. And they what did well. Play. And they, they won. They won. They did a complete, a, a complete 180 uh Bret Hart fucking stone cold <laughs> swerve. You know, double, double turn. turn. Yeah. Right. And it worked very well, dude. Very well. Where uh when they, when they got to the base, you see all these fucking guys, the miners, is the scarab troops yeah. saluting and jumping up and down and, and cheering them because they actually made their fucking, they made it back to the base and delivered the fucking uh, uh, Rhydonium. Um, so now Going back to what you're, but that there was one moment when he was outnumbered like that mm-hmm. and he put his hands up and I was like, is he gonna try to use the force? That's what I thought. <laughs> the way he was putting his hands up, I was like, is he really gonna try to use the force? And then he just, you know, he did this. I was like, oh, I, for a second there, I thought this motherfucker was going to try to, like, pull a baby Yoda, a Grogu, and thought he had some shit. But uh, that's imagine, what I thought was going to happen. Imagine if that would have happened. Oh, my God. Would People would have shit their pants. Yeah. So the reason why they needed to go to Morak, I skipped this before, they needed an Imperial terminal to get the coordinates from Morak. So when they walked into the base in the refinery, uh, Man, uh, what's his name? Mayfield tells uh, Mando uh, it might be in the mess hall, aka the cafeteria. So when he's about to walk in, they find it there. He's about to walk in to get the transmission, and all of a sudden he sees his old commander that he used to serve under, called Valen Hess, which is played by played by Richard Brake, who is Joe Chill from Batman Returns. Oh I think- yeah, I knew and I, I recognized his face. And I, I think he was also on Breaking Bad, if I'm not sure, if I'm not mistaken. That reminded me of some like straight up Nazi lieutenant dude or something like that. The way he was, I was like, that is like an imperial fucking lieutenant or commander. I, I got that vibe, like almost like Inglorious Bastards. Type oh, vibe you just took the guy. words right out of my mouth. Yeah, dude, that's a, that's the vibe I got from that whole scene. I was like, oh man, this is tense, really tense. All, all he needed was a, cu- a glass of milk instead of the glass of <laughs> liquor they were drinking. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like inglorious bastards. Um, so Mayfield says he can't do it. He can't go in there. He just can't because he's going to get pinched. So man's like, give me the stick. He goes, you got to take off your helmet because the terminal reads your face. So man's like, give me the goddamn stick. He goes, I can't lose the kid. So he goes, goes against his beliefs, takes off his helmet. 
gets his face ripped. First, he tried to do it with the helmet on. It didn't work. And then the, the guy, Hess, was calling him over, saying, Trooper, Trooper. <laughs> then he did, uh, what's his name? Mayfield comes in with a save, saying, Oh, my friend's deaf. You got to speak up because he got, you know, from, from being in a certain battle. Hey, what's his name? Oh, we call him Brown Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> Brown Eyes. Totally Such wrong. Bill Burr uh, dialogue. 100%, 100%. So then they sit down, bro, and he's talking to them. After he goes to, first, he goes, Aren't you the guys who, who, who delivered the uh, Rhydonium? He goes, You're the only ones who made it back today. He goes, let me get you guys a drink. So he sits down to give him a drink. Well, yeah, he goes, at that one part, they go to leave. He goes, I didn't dismiss you yet. I was oh, like, oh, yeah. Shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, over. <laughs> it's like when you're coming in late from clubbing all night and your father catches you and you're like, all right, dad, I'm going to bed. I didn't say you can leave. You're like, oh, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then, well, they didn't have clubs when Doc was young. Uh, what did they have? They had fucking yeah, they did. We, we used to beat seals with them. <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> and speaking of se- no, I'm kidding. Uh, so Mayfield, Mayfield gets angry when he sits down with this guy with with Hess, because Hess is telling him uh, he said he was at a certain battle. And uh-huh. said, let's let's toast you- to Operation Cinder. Ah yes. <laughs> now Operation Cinder, for all you people out there who don't know what we're talking about, it's a contingency plan that the Emperor put into place if he would ever get dethroned. Or get, uh, um, or if the Empire, you know, did a mutiny to where he gets a select few people that he thought were worthy to be uh, still part of the Empire. And then everybody else got 86 cities, other platoons of the Empire. And then he said the name of a ba- of the battle. I forgot the name of the it was battle. Bon, it was like burn, burn something. And you see Operation Cinder in Battlefront 2. That came out for the PlayStation 4. And that I wonder if we'll get like an Iden Versio. Uh, because she's like the main player in that. She was with the Empire at one point and then it goes she's over not. to the New Republic. But I wonder if we'll get her character in there at some point because she's pretty dope. much made for that shit. She was she was from uh, True Blood. She's hot. Yes, yes. Um so he's sitting there and the guy's like, Yeah, I had to make a tough decision that day. He's like, Yeah, a lot of people died, about five, ten thousand people, civilians, your own troopers. He goes, yes, but it was a small price. They're heroes for the Empire. And then Mayfield's just getting fucking livid. Well, he was and like, he was like, well, well, we're here. They're not. Yeah. And he's like, oh, yeah? They're heroes? A small price to pay? What about the people's families? What about the civilians that died? This, that, the, the mud wreckers or whatever he says. Yeah. And you start going off. And then you see, <laughs> you see fucking, what's his name? Uh, Din Djarin. What's the actor's name? Pablo Pedro Pascal. Yeah. You see the, his face. He's like, oh, fuck. Shit's going to go down. Yeah. Shut up. Shut up. Like, trying to give him the Iggy. And then he just goes off. And then Mayfield just gets fucking pissed off and just shoots him. Yeah. Shoots him first like Solo. Well, wow. well, if you look at his face when he's doing it, you could see, like, the emotion yeah. in his face. His eyes are getting yeah. all fucking red and watery. And he's just, like, burning a hole through this fucking dude. And I'm sitting there. And I'm like... There's no way that he's going to shoot this dude in the fucking face. I'm like, there's no way. Because then it's going to be a fucking disaster getting out of there. Yep. And then he's just like, okay, boop, and pops him right in the chest. The whole time, though, if you notice how Din, he was so out of place without his helmet. As oh, soon yeah. as he took off his helmet, he was lost. He like he didn't know what to do. 
I, I, I felt like he was so uncomfortable and almost like reckless. Like they made it so obvious that they didn't know what the fuck they were doing. And the guy was just watching them the whole time. And they made it so obvious. And then he's in there. Like, he was like a fucking rookie, like fumbling. You know what I mean? Like fumbling yep. with his dick, trying to bang, bang for the first time. Didn't know what the <laughs> fuck he was doing. And then I do think uh, since now he took off the helmet, I wonder if in a future season he'll get, you know, he'll, he'll abandon his ways and he'll do what he wants. And he'll take off his helmet, but that'll bite him in the ass because um, the Empire will have his face scanned. And so they'll know who he is. Yep. And I wonder uh, if that will right bite him. Yeah, so that that one thing did make sense to me. It's like you can just—that's how you can get fucking coordinates. That's exactly what I said too. Yeah, it's like you don't have to be a member of the Empire. You can just have like a fucking like. I just I thought that was such a weird plot hole in a sense, like very shitty security, I guess you could say. But I do think that will bite him in the ass. I think uh, Star Wars explained to somebody who did a review on the show. Said something to where he he just chalked it up as if you were going to go uh, some kind of security protocol that you follow that we do nowadays in real life. And he adhered it to that. And it kind of made sense. But I see where you're going. The fact that his face isn't registered in the New Republic registry is the only thing that saved him. You know what I'm saying? So people might think, well, if he's not registered in the Republic registry, then he must be Empire. But then. Whatever, I agree with you though. I see where you're going yeah. with that, and yeah, it just is a weird. small. It's very small. It doesn't break, make or break it. But that's me. good foreshadowing and good long term booking right there. Because like yeah. you said, you drop the pebble now, and then later on, it pays off. Yep. Um, they leave through the window, and as they come out of the window, they're on a ledge, and it's a dam. Not like like uh, Ron Simmons. Wait, wait, wait. I am. You, you missing you missing the part when they shot him in the chest. And then they just sat there for like four seconds. Yeah, like oh shit. And then they shit. turn around and, and, and one <laughs> the guy's holding the fucking holding his lunch. He's like, <laughs> you can see him trying to process it. His brain yeah. like, what the fuck just happened? <laughs> he's like, fuck you, Brack. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And they yeah. just shot him from the side. That was really funny. He's just trying yeah. to process. That happened to. That's happened to me a few times in life. Like w- one time, I walk into one of our call rooms, and one of my one of my co-residents is pumping her breast because she was pregnant. And she was full out. She had these enormous fucking titties, both laid out. And I just opened the door, and I'm standing there. I'm like this, <laughs> and she's like, "Get the fuck out!" And I'm like, I, I just couldn't process it in my head. Back was like this. What was happening? I'll go get the cookies. I'll go get the cookies. <laughs> oh, lunchtime man. already. Chocolate <laughs> yeah. chip or Oreos? What do you prefer? <laughs> motor boots, son of a bitch. What were they like anyway? They look pretty good. Are they real? Are they built for speed or for comfort? What'd you do with them? Motorboat? You play the motorboat? <laughs> you motorboat, son of a bitch. You old sailor, you. Where is she? She's still in the house? You're like uh, Luke Skywalker in Last Jedi. Just ah, right from it. Hope <laughs> <laughs> that milk came out green. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> the, milk's, the milk's gone bad. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like cottage cheese. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> You right? What are you apologizing for? <laughs> it's a stupid story, but it's hilarious. Uh, I know. It's great. Right. <laughs> I think it's funny as hell. I've heard you tell me a lot dirtier stories. That, that was like G-rated, dude. Anyhow, if you guys want those triple X stories, you have to pay for that on Patreon. If we had a Patreon. Anyway, so they're leaving through 515 the- at uh, hotbill.com. <laughs> they're, they're leaving through the back door. Uh, 
and uh, through the window, and it's a dam. Like I said, not like Ron Simmons, dam. But actual dam with water, and uh, the, uh, Fennec and Dune are up on the hill with their sniper rifles, and everybody's coming out of the window trying to take them out, just getting boom, boom, taken out sniper style, one shot, do, 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 and it's cool because you get to see them fall down the dam into the water. You know, I thought it was a really cool visual. Um, so, so as much as I like that part, I think for me it cheapens what happens later with Mayfield, which we'll get to at some point. Yeah, because it's like, oh, fucking uh, moonsault, 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 and now you're the main event. And there's your moonsault. It's like, okay, uh, you know, we've kind of seen it before, so I wish they had done it a little bit differently. So Mayfield blow. Oh, well, that's where I was getting to. So they make it up <laughs> to the rooftop, and Fett picks him up in the Slave One, which was sick. Look, I don't care what anyone says. Uh, I might get crucified for this on the internet, and I really don't care. Forget Baby Yoda. It's all about Boba Fett, bro. Boba Fett steals every scene he's in, and every time he's on the fucking scene on the on on the 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 the, the television the te- show, the telly. He, every time he's on the telly, uh, he has my attention, and yeah. I just want to see more and more and more of Boba Fett. So, <clears throat> I hope they don't kill his ass off. That'd be really really stupid to bring not. him back and then you drop him real quick. I really hope not. Um, so Mayfield, they jump on Slave One. He asked him to pass over the. Uh, the rifle, which was the uh, sand, sand Trooper rifle, and he sh- the, he happens to shoot uh, the Juggernaut, and the Rhydonium was exposed because the people were prying open the the uh, hold the place where it was held in from the, with the sticks before when they put the uh, explosive on it, and uh, he shot it and blew it up, boom, and the whole fucking refinery blew up, took them all out. And then obviously he did it because he couldn't live with himself because they said the refinery you delivered would make that one battle that he was part of, that was part of Project Cinder, this will blow it out of the water. And then, and then that one description that, that, that Hess says, people don't want freedom. They want order. And we'll bring the order through anarchy or chaos. They don't know what to do that. They'll welcome us back with opened arms. Yeah. Now, me being the free thinker, Always questioning the narrative. That's exactly what's going on in the world today. Exactly what's going on in the world today with all the different governments around the world and what's going on. So that's I, it, it hit very close to home. And I was like, wow, the fact that they were able to put politics into this, but not force it in our face to yeah, identity or gender. Exactly. Yeah. And it didn't exactly. have to do with identity or gender. But it just had to do with politics in general. That's funny that you said that because you're the conspiracy theorist. But me as the pure Star Wars theorist, when he says the word order, all I could think of, well, there's your first order right there that leads into fucking, you know, seven. Yeah, I didn't know if that was like foreshadowing or not, but I felt that. As as they're they're flying away, they get followed or two TIE fighters come to try to take out Slave One. And oh, as my favorite fucking book. Yeah, dude. I popped huge for the, this. The second that back hatch opens, I'm like, yes. here we go, baby. I was <laughs> yeah. like, get ready for one of my favorite sounds in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Wait, are we still talking about Star Wars or are we talking about what happened last night? Oh, my bad. How'd you know that? How'd you know about that? <laughs> I, I, I was watching the tape. Um, the ties come and then. And I know you've been talking to my wife this week, though. I was talking to your wife. Uh-huh. Well, uh-huh. She reached out to me, bro. I know she did. Because you told her about my mom. 
But anyway, that's another story. So Ty's come after the slave one, and uh, they drop a seismic charge, a.k.a. episode two, Attack of the Clones, that we saw. And they blew out the TIE fighters straight to kingdom come. And it was a great visual because they showed it from the from the air and then they showed it from the ground where yeah. we saw it from Cara Dunes <clears throat> and Fan Chan's point of view. And it looked fantastic, bro. Fantastic. And the sound, I like that sound. Yeah, I love it. It's that silence into that explosion is amazing. It like yeah. sucks up all the sound. Um, before you go there with the uh, thing, I think. So I said before that the whole Mayfield shot kind of like loses his luster because you had Cara Dune and Fennec Shen sitting, you know, the same distance away, picking off yeah. stormtroopers from the thing. I think the way they could have made that shot that he made better and proved that he is this expert marksman that he is, is how how does Slave One fly? It flies like almost fucking upside down the way it goes. So if they would have strapped in and then Boba would have taken off and they would have been like upside down in the back of that fucking thing and then he expert and then shot upside down and hit it. I think that that would have like made that completely different from that the whole car the carafenic thing. Okay, I can that's, see that. That's yeah. that's I what I would have changed about that part there. Okay, vanilla chocolate strawberry. Yeah, I think it cheapened it for me. But. And then he could have fucking gave throw the rifle back at fucking Mando and said, "See, told you I wasn't a fucking stormtrooper." You know, like oh, they missed that damn, how they missed that. You how know, they missed that's oh Jesus. Oh. Walk and talk off the top Get of the that. dome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's that's from the 37th that. chamber right there. <laughs> so uh, next, what happens was uh, they let they let Mayfield go. And it's the silliest thing. Because Kara Dune's like, hey, man, nice shot. He goes, oh, you saw that. Huh? Yeah, that's right. And then he's like, uh, she's like, oh, it's a shame that uh, Mayfield died during this uh, during the explosion. And Mandel's like, yeah, it's a damn shame. He's like, what are you guys talking about? <laughs> yeah, they're totally, totally ignoring him. It was hilarious. They're he was like, like, am I free to go? If, if it is, I'm going. And then Mandel gives him the nod, like, get the fuck out of here, dummy. <laughs> so he bounces. We'll probably see him later on, right? But then they go, what's next? And this is where a lot of people were happy. But to me, I was like, eh. Mandel contacts Gideon. Yeah, I'm with you, Pop. Video hola, hologram, right? Absolutely love this. You love this? This was like the Liam Neeson taken moment. Yeah. Yeah. But he, the one thing I did like verbatim, he yes. repeated exactly what was told to him by um, Moff Gideon in season one yes. when Moff Gideon wants the child. The only difference was he, instead of saying it, he said him. And yep. he, and that means a lot to the to the situation at hand. Yeah. But the one thing I don't like, and my, this is just me growing up in New York from the streets. If I'm gonna come after your ass, he tipped his hand. I, exactly. I'm. It's gonna be bad boys move in silence. Take it from yeah, behind it. I see that. You know yeah. what I'm saying? I would never tell this motherfucker I'm coming for him because now he's gonna be prepared. Whether or not he's shook doesn't matter. If you catch him off guard. It's an easier transition to get the, the baby. I get it. This is all hoopla and freaking show business, and you got to yeah. do it. That's because what it is. It, they had to get the promo out. That's what exactly. it was. You got to yeah. talk him into the, the, yeah. talk him into the, into the seat. But it just doesn't make any sense why you would tip your hand. Now you see now, you know, fucked up. You know that, don't you? I see what I'm saying. I, no, I, I thought. No, so, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, fucked up now. You know that, don't you? I, yeah. I, 
No, you're not fucked up, Tom. No, Tom. <laughs> no, you're not fucked up. You know, and, there's, and I totally agree with you there. I didn't even think about that. I think, it honestly, it just was to get the call back and almost to be like, hey, you done fucked up, man. You know you done fucked up. You, you took you took my kid, and now that's your ass. And, hey, he already blew up the Razor Crest, so there is no tracking device. So, you know, he doesn't know. He knows he's coming, but he doesn't know when and where. And Slave and, 1 is, Slave one is pre-Empire 2. Yes, and he also doesn't know who he's going to have with him. And how many people he's going to have with him? Who knows? We could have the armor come back with a whole bunch of Mandalorians, or we could just have a crew sneak in. He needs something because we got Bo Katan still hanging in the wings. Yeah, and they need some type of heavy heavy artillery because those dark troopers are not going to go out lightly. And if they do, they'd be pretty lame. Well, um, but, we have uh, yeah, an episode left. You. But here's my thing: my only complaint with the Mandalorian. It's very small. Doesn't change anything for me as far as my enjoyment. The ep- some episodes, certain things don't get to get fleshed out. And I, I relate it like a wrestling match. Sometimes you get more out of those moments when you take more time with them. I agree. Uh, with the Mandalorian, such as this episode, and even the Boba episode, it's like the stuff with Boba Fett. It's like, oh, cool. We're going to see a showdown between the two. Oh, nope. Ten seconds later. Oh, no, nope, we got to be friends. And then they continue to be friends you know what i mean it just the switch happens so quick it's because the episode's only a half hour long yeah. so they have to condense all this stuff and it, it goes by bang 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 and you're you're watching it you're getting hit with things so quick that you enjoy it but then when you actually get time to think about it like uh doc was saying about the the shot at the end with mayfield like i didn't even process that because it was just bang 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 and I enjoyed the episode because it's a product that I enjoy. But then when you actually get to sit back and you're like, man, they could have, they could have, they could have drawn it out more. You could have got more out of the moment. There's a lot of that that happens in the Mandalorian because everything moves so quick because of the time they have on the table. It's like they need to do something to where you give it 45 minutes, at least 40, 40, 45 minutes, because like the first episode. You got a lot out of that. Yeah. You got a lot of story. You had flashbacks. A lot of stuff was drawn out and the moments counted. Same thing with the Ahsoka episode. I felt like the Boba episode, it was it was one of my favorite things, but it was so fast. Like when you get that reveal of Boba, it's so quick. And then next thing you know, it's just bang, bang, bang. It was still awesome and it still popped me, but you could have got so much more out of that whole episode if it was like 10 minutes longer. And that's my only real complaint with the Mandalorian is they, they have to fit in so much in a small window sometimes. And uh, I, I think the moments could be a lot bigger moments if we had more time with it. Uh, I, I don't know why I don't understand that. Yeah. It's your number one show. It's your number one. It's a thing. It's your flagship right now. It's uniting the fan base. Give it the time. That's like saying, Oh, we can't give uh rock and Austin, you know, we can only give you guys 10 minutes. It's like, no, you wouldn't. You're going to give them 15 to 20 minutes and let them do whatever the hell they want. You've got to do the same thing with the Mandalorian. That's your flagship. That's the, you know, judging by the new shows they just announced. Yeah. That's, that's everything's coinciding with that timeline. That's your, that's your, that's your, uh, your core. That's your new foundation. So you have to give that foundation more time to expand. You got to give that more love. And you got to let it grow a little bit more. You can't just rush all these things. You can't rush these moments. It's, it's, it's crazy because 
like I think the big knock on the Mandalorian, and that's we we heard from everybody, was just the length of the episodes in season one. So you think they yeah. would have been like, oh, like we don't like what 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 constraint are, do we have? We're giving ourselves a constraint with this, yeah, which is, makes no sense. I mean, because you put a, if you put it a forty five minute an hour long episode, guess what we're gonna do? <laughs> Watch it. Watch it's it. Not like it's not like I'm like oh forty five minutes your time is up I'm out of here. It's crazy. So yeah. like you said, there are things they could do that, you know, lines they could throw in, little, little more scenes they could they could open up and flesh out. They have the time. It's a fucking TV show. We know it's yeah. not going anywhere. Season three has been been announced for Christmas of next year. Yeah. So 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 it's it's moving. It's shaking. And like you said, I, the first thing I do is when I turn the episode on is I pause it and yes. I see how long it is. I know. And, and I say to myself, Ooh, why is this fucking be... 30 minutes? Flat? See, yeah, that's what I don't want. It. it drives me crazy, though. I see both sides on that too. And here's the thing, like you said, it's our people are gonna watch it because they're invested. Yeah. People watch Game of Thrones, even when the the like season eight, I look at season eight. Season eight, the last season, I, I wasn't a fan of the last season, but there were certain things I liked. But that was they had an hour, but there were so many things they were trying to get to that they rushed so yeah. like it was just like, oh, okay, we gotta go here. And in Game of Thrones, you're traveling by ship, you're traveling by uh, dragon or whatever, and next thing you know, what should take them a whole another episode to get to this place, they're there in the next scene. And it's yeah. like there's so much time that is elapsing, and it was like that in this episode. It's like, oh, we got to go here. Okay, we pick them up from the planet. Let's go. And next thing you know, we're on the ship. Next thing you know, we're on the planet. Next thing you know, we're at the base. And it was just like boom, 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 boom. Some episodes you can get away with that. Some episodes you can't. You got to let that character development. And I thought Bill Burr's character had great development. And I could see them bringing him back only to have him have a heroic death and get and get killed or some shit yeah. like that at a later point. However, where his character development, I guess, could have been the focus, you could have took more time with Din's focus on taking off the helmet. You know, this was the time for him to shine with what's he thinking? We always try to guess what he's thinking sometimes when they do a pretty good job of conveying his emotions, you know, without seeing his face. But here's the time for Pedro to act, and especially now that he has to take the helmet off, let's see that. Let's let's get his some dialogue and how he feels about that, and and maybe some thoughts to himself. Besides Bill Burr's character development, you could attack down another 10, 15 minutes, and you could have spread that out and got more out of it. Absolutely. I don't know why they did. They're in charge of it. I don't. You know, Disney's in charge. That's their money maker right now. That honestly, I, I agree. I don't understand why you would um, put restraints on yourself. When that's your money, maybe it's it. not. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's not uh, Favreau and Filoni. Maybe it's Kathleen Kennedy. Maybe it's Bob Iger. Who knows? Yeah. We don't know. But you are very. You are right in what you're saying. I agree with you a hundred percent. But I do if, have to if, say if, one. If it is KK and Iger, they're fucking just stupid because you know they've these guys have already proved that they are the future of Star Wars and that what they're doing but that's is the what problem people is. Are, I know, I know, I know. That's they, the they're, problem. they're threatened, I get it. So Iger wouldn't be, but KK definitely wouldn't be. She would be. Well, here's 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 what I was thinking. I thought it was great character development with Mayfield yeah, and Dinjarin. Yeah. Because Dinjarin, like you said, him taking off the mask... He should. They should have made it seem a little longer, so it has more meaning. I think them not taking that much time to take it off. Not only it 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 adds a lot of 
levity to the relationship between him and Grogu to where, fuck it, this is my son. Yeah. You know, fuck the creed. And I got to do what I got to do. Like what a parent will do at the moment, you know, if a bullet's coming, you're going to jump in the way. If you hit your brakes on and the kid's in the front seat, you're doing the dad stop. You know what I'm saying? And all that stuff to where there's no, it becomes an instinct, you know, because you're a parent, you know, and and this guy's already done a lot to save this kid's life. Two seasons worth. So him just taking off the thing. But one thing I, 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 uh, I commend is that what you said with him without the mask, he's out of his comfort zone. He is totally like a fucking deer on ice. Yeah. Like, 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 like literally like Bambi on ice. Like, he he was lost. He didn't know what to say. You know, and the fact that the fact that we could pick up on that just commends the acting from Pedro Pascal. Yeah, yeah. Like, we, like I don't think there's verbiage that needs to be said. I think him being lost and being so like, what do I do? And him conveying it with his emotion on his face, fucking money, dude. Totally yeah. fucking money. Yeah. But I do feel the episodes do need to be longer, yeah. at least ten minutes longer. I'm with you. Or they could be an hour and a half each. Doesn't necessarily matter. Like you said, they, they're the ones in charge. Whatever. Like the two, like you said, the two episodes that got the most with registering with the fans from start to finish was episode one and uh, the, the the sixth episode, which was the uh, Filoni episode, chapter fourteen, whatever it was, or thirteen, yeah. whatever. But the thing about this episode that I picked up on, and we spoke about this before in the past, the meaning of the title, Star Wars. Titles always have different meaning. So this was The Believer. So what does that mean? So this is what I wrote down. The Believer has more than one meaning. Dune, Cara Dune is now a believer in Mayfield. And that how a person can change their ways. Oh, right? Yeah, think about that. Mando, Mando becomes a believer in changing his old ways to take off the mask in order for his son, right, to get the code. Mayfield believes the Empire is evil after... He was trying to convince uh, Mando that Empire, New Republic, were same all shit. trespassers, same, same. Almost like DJ from uh, uh, Spiro's favorite movie, The Last Jedi, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then Mando believes in Grogu as his son because he calls Grogu him instead of what he previously was calling him. Uh, he was calling him his mission or his quest. In this episode, he refers to him as him and he. And when Kara says they took his child or his son or whatever she says, he doesn't correct them. You know what I'm saying? And because he took off the mask so willingly and throw the creed out the fucking window because keeping to the creed is the way, right? This is the way. Obviously, that's not the case because now he's a believer in something else. Yeah. So that's what I got from it. I don't know if you guys picked up anything else either. I agree with you 100% on that. The Kara Dune thing, I didn't even think about. Yeah, she changed her her mind on Mayfield at the end. And um, yeah, that's that's honestly, to me, that's spot on. I totally agree with that right there. And I think this is the way is going to mean something totally different by the, either the end of this season or the end of next season. Something's going to happen. I like the uh, the whole Mando being the believer now that that there's something else, you know, besides the creed. Yeah, so, well, it started with I think it started with uh, when he met um, Boca Ten. Yes, yeah, because yeah. he was like, she's like, no man, you're you're doing it wrong. And then when he met Boba Fett, Boba has his helmet off. He's like, look, this is 
you know, this is my dad. He was a foundling, yada, yada, yada. And uh, I think he's starting to see. He was so sheltered. It was almost like he was in a cult the yeah. whole time. And now, like, he didn't even know what Jedi were. You know what I mean? And that's supposed to be your ancient enemy. And you had no clue. What are they teaching you? How do you not know that? You don't even know what the Force is? And I get you're on this. And I forgot, like, in season one, that, like, no more than two are supposed to be topside as far as, uh, you know. So there's a lot of shit that he probably didn't know and he was sheltered from. Absolutely. Which I thought was cool. Oh, and something that I meant to say last time. In the Django Fett comic, there is a panel when he gets rescued. It is almost shot for shot of when Mando Dinjarin gets rescued. Mandalorian reaching out for him, holding, holding him over his shoulder, and then flying away or walking away. Almost like exactly what happened to... Um, Din Djarin, which I thought was really cool. I was watching, I can't remember what video, one of these Star Wars people, YouTubers, and they pointed that out. I was like, man, that's really fucking cool. I dig that. Well, it's, like, it's cyclical. It's poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk about the new shit that dropped? Uh, yeah, we can touch base on it real quick, but uh, what I wanted to say was uh, where are they going next? Like like we said, they're going to go oh, out yeah, to yeah, fucking yeah. Uh, they're going to go after Moff, Gideon. Now, it, even if the episode is an hour long, right? Because it's the finale. So they can't go get everybody from this fucking season and then just fucking attack the base. That right. takes way too long. Um, unless they just go get Ahsoka and she shows up, but I doubt it. I don't know. Could very well be. Um, do you think we're going to see the Jedi on the Seeing Stone show up? I think that will be the end scene. Really? Yeah, we're either going to get... that. It's so tough to say, because it's almost like they... If we don't get a Jedi, to me, it's kind of a letdown, in a sense, because normally they're really good with teasing things and paying it off. So instantly, once you say, you plant that seed of a Jedi will find yada, 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 and she did say either he's going to reach out or not, but it looked like something was going on there. So my guess is the 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 um you know the end scene will be that of a Jedi in a hood, you know, and then when they turn around, it's either Ezra, Cal, or Luke, or some people are saying Mace Windu. But I I do think it has to be someone we recognize. It doesn't have to be. It could be a whole new Jedi. But I don't like the fact that a lot of Jedi. Introducing Survive. new Jedi after, you know what I mean? It only should be a handful, in my opinion. I'm hoping it's Luke. I really want that. If we get a Mark Hamill cameo at the end, people, the internet would just shut down. But uh, I'm oh. hoping that's what it is. I don't think it'll be Ezra because obviously Ahsoka seems to be looking for Ezra. So my money is most likely on Luke or Cal Kestis. Okay. So. So remember, we have that tease from Giancarlo Esposito about him breaking uh, dark sabers during during filming against lightsabers potentially. So, and we have not seen him swing the dark saber yet. So, I think it's going to be him and Mando with the Beskar with the spear. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so, we, so we clearly know there has to be a battle between the two of them. So we're going to see that in this episode. It has to happen. I think that they're either they're going to, you know, call the, the distress signal to, you know, all the homies and people are going to pop up and blah, 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 um, or not potentially. But there's going to be a confrontation between Mando and Moff Gideon 
I do not think they're going to get the child back at the end of the season. I think Grogu is still going to be in Moff Gideon's clutches at the end of this. You know, you know, we're going to see a scene where he's getting his blood drawn by Dr. Pershing and, and whatnot. I don't think he's going to get him back. And then that last scene is going to be like, you know, whichever Jedi is going to come. I do not think it's not. It's going to be somebody that we don't know. It's going to be somebody that we know for sure. Luke being the leader, you know, the the, the number one with the bullet with Ezra being number two, and I think the list probably has, I say, I'd probably say maybe Mace is number two with Ezra three, and I think the list ends right there. And you don't then, think Cal? I don't think Cal Kestis. He's, mm-hmm. he's, not, he's not a big enough player. And um, I think it's going to be like, you know, you, you're going to see some Jedi fucking meditating, and all of a sudden they're going to flash back to when Grogu was in the stone, and he's whoever it is is going to open their eyes, and then you're going to see the blade and lightsaber come out, and then they're going to be like, end scene, end season. We'll see you in a year, bro. What if all you get is the eyes open and the lightsaber's green? <laughs> Dude, how how wild would that be? Here, that, check that this out. First. I'm with Doc. I think it's going to be an Empire Strikes Back ending where they're going to keep Grogu, right? And a couple things. What if the armorer is the one who made the dark uh, troopers, forged the dark troopers out of the best car? Oh, you think they're best guard the dark troopers? I don't know. They could be. They could, like, they, like they, they, I don't know because I don't think she would because they cleaned house on. Because um, she's gone. We haven't seen her all season. Unless that's why she survived. Like one. maybe she pulled a fast one to save her own ass. You know what or I mean? She got, or, or she got caught when she was mold, melting everything later on. Who knows? Or, maybe or, that, that'll put or he in, shows her the dark saber know. and she bows to him because he's the he has the uh, dark saber, right? That's one. That's two. Yeah. He's a king of Mandalore. Two, um, like we said, I think the baby's not going to come home. Uh, and this is how I would book the last fucking scene. You see the the hooded Jedi walking on to fucking Tython, and you see him. Not full body, like a back shot, but like from the corner. Hey, you love that back shot, you Greek. Shut up, Dick. Right <laughs> from the from the corner, you only see a corner, like his shoulder or his arm or whatever. And he walks up to the seeing stone, and maybe you hear like a sound, like a bird or something, which scares him, and he ignites his saber. But you see a robot hand, so you don't even have to. You think it's Luke, and there's fucking zoom, and it's a purple fucking lightsaber, and it fades to fucking. Oh. Right there. I do. I do think we're either. I they do both think the have right hands. Yeah. They both have right metallic hands. You know, yeah. they both right hand. So you think it's Luke right away, but then when he like ignites the saber, it's fucking purple. Yeah, and then they fucking, you know, and then. Yeah. I mean, I thought that'd be cool. I think that would be cool. I'm hoping we do get a Jedi. I hope they don't tease it and we don't get it. I hope it's gotta, we do. It's got to be Mace. I would love so much. Listen, oh, I, I know I want Luke, but oh, I, I, I wouldn't so mind good. Mace. The only reason I don't want Mace is because I want his death to be more meaningful in, uh, you know, Revenge of the Sith. But I mean, it doesn't. I would never say no to see, be, you know, see Samuel Jackson in that role again. I think it'd be really cool. I want Luke for my own selfish reasons. Reasons I don't want Ezra because I would like Ahsoka's series to concentrate on that, and that's the first time we see him. And then it, it wouldn't make sense, uh, and I guess, until they explain it. And then I don't want Cal Kestis because I think I'd rather see what happens with him in his own video game. So my money, what I want is Luke or Mace. Luke being number one, just because 
let's let Mark Hamill, you know what I mean? Like I said before, let him do the Luke Skywalker he wanted to do. And it makes sense because he's going around looking for Jedi anyways, or he's looking for force beings anyways. Um, I'm still torn. I don't know if it's going to be an Empire ending or not. I kind of have a feeling it could, but I also kind of have a feeling that we could see uh, it could be a double thing where they escape with Grogu and uh, Moff Gideon still gets killed. I, I honestly see him getting a Beskar spear through the chest, you know, in the heart. I do see Mando killing him, and then maybe we get Thrawn next season. I do kind of think that they'll wrap this up, and the big battle next season will be for Mandalore. You know what I mean? I could see, like, a big Mandalorian war with Bo-Katan, um, the Watch, and Boba. And, like, a, just a big clusterfuck with all these people. Who's the rightful leader? He, now we have the Darksaber. Who has it? Who's going to – maybe they fight over the Darksaber, like Mando, Bo-Katan, and Boba, and then the armor and their, all that shit. Who knows? And then, and then that's when Mando's uh, beliefs really get um, questioned and yeah. tested. You know what I'm saying? So I, I honestly don't know, and I'm glad I don't know. I'm glad I don't kind of have a clue because it makes going into this episode that much more exciting, knowing that there's so many possibilities of where this could go. Uh, I love it. I absolutely love it. And whereas I want to see Moff Gideon get killed, I also don't because I think he's such a great villain. Giancarlo is so good. He's such a great actor. Yeah, I was just watching Do the Right Thing the other day, and I was like, this motherfucker, he was such a great actor there. You know what I mean? So it's really cool to wonder and speculate and be able to theorize with people instead of having your theories shit on and shut down like this, the sequel trilogy and not trying to go back and harp on those, but it is fun to be able to do this because they obviously cater to us to the hardcore fans. And uh, I think that's really cool. Bro, we trust. Bro. And we trust. Yeah. So and, I'm excited guys. I hope so it's an we, we forgot one long. thing though. We also forgot one thing. Um, fucker needs a new fucking set of wheels. That's why I'm scared. They're going to kill Boba and he's going to get slave one. Me too. I, I really hope they don't kill him, dude. They should leave Boba the way he's at. Yeah. And he's so over right now. You know, he just brought him back. King. <laughs> Well, um, maybe maybe Boba gets captured well, along with the child, and then that's how we get the shit. What if Boba makes a Boba fucking swerve, the heel turn? Like because I, there's one there's one the one scene that I was thinking about during the episode when you mentioned that when they go through the fucking cave and she's pointing the scope and Mayfield and fucking Fennec is pointing the scope at Mayfield and what's his name and then Jaren in the truck and she sees it's them and she calls and she goes, Phase one is complete. You know what I'm saying? To uh, Boba, yep. But in in the cave, what's her name was in there? Um, Cara Dune. Cara Dune, and she knew Phase One was complete. She could have fucking radioed in said Phase One wasn't complete to let them know. So how come she did it when she was coming out, pointing the scope out to them? Were they like insinuating, like foreshadowing that, that she might turn with Boba? You know what I'm saying? And everyone's talking well, about she owes him a life debt, so pretty much. No, and the look was in the last episode yeah, when Boba was explaining I, I, I stuff. She kind of, she kind of gave, she kind of gave like this kind of like, eh, like, yeah, that ain't I true. I hope you don't turn. I like babyface Boba, to be honest with you. I do too. I think he's a bigger. I think he's a better badass as a babyface than he is a, a heel, especially right now. So, so I mean, he does need a new set of wheels. Maybe he'll get another Razor Crest. Maybe he'll get something different. I don't know, but um, 
They are like you said. You want to talk about the new stuff? I think Mayfield becomes a Ranger. Oh yeah, because the Rangers not animated, correct? New Galaxy Rangers? No, it's not. That takes I, place. That and Ahsoka takes place during the Mandalorian time Mandalorian. period, and it all leads up to a uh, a major event. They said. See, and I knew they they were doing like this. The High Republic. Yeah, uh, <laughs> um, but they are doing this. Uh, and I hope High Republic's good because of Star Wars. But uh, they are doing this like Filoni verse, but they're everything centered around Mando. I think it's going to be like the this huge war with Thrawn. I, I think, think Thrawn's going to, uh, and this is where the First Order will get born. I think Thrawn's going to be doing his own thing and trying to keep the Empire alive with Moff Gideon, maybe. And then um, it, it, and the First Order will be its its own thing. It will be birthed from this, the last remnant of the Empire. Did you see um, the, uh, the uh, logo for Ahsoka? Yes. Yeah. You see how it looks like the world missed. between do you see how it looks like the world? Ah, between, right? yeah. So I think that's hinting at them getting somehow finding uh I, I think it will be Ezra. I think we're that's gonna be the sequel to Rebels. You know what I mean? Well, and, from my heard it's a limited series, so it's not gonna be an ongoing series, so it might be just one season. Well, apparently she signed like uh Rosario is gonna be in a lot of shit. That's what I heard so, too. Which is fine by me. I just wanna see her and Luke meet. I just think that would be a Oh, like, like that cartoon? Did I send you that cartoon? Yeah, I just hated the way he looked. Like, he looked so... Well, I don't know why he looked like a chick, but, you know, I, I just thought that was so weird. But the whole premise of that cartoon was so fucking sweet. Oh, yeah. But I do think she would feel Anakin turn back to the light. I think, obviously, she felt Order 66, so she would feel that. That's a huge thing, and she had such a strong connection to him. She and felt Order 69, too, I'll hey. tell you that. <laughs> But, obviously, uh, she would have to know Luke. You know, the name Luke Skywalker, a lot of people did. Like even Ray, she was like, oh, I thought he was a myth. So she would have to know, and she would have to know about the kids being alive. Uh, I think, I do think we'll get a live action Sabine, Ahsoka, Thrawn. I think all that shit will happen, which I'm very excited. I guess uh, the shit with Ahsoka was filmed a long time ago. Because remember that that scene or that picture with George Lucas holding baby Yoda? Yeah, she was on set for that. Yeah, I heard. And she was she saying, like, "Yeah, I was right off to the side when that happened." I'm like, "What the fuck?" So this shit was already in motion. So who knows what they already have filmed, and plotted and planned and all that stuff. So, yeah, I, I do think going back to that new Rangers, I do think we'll see Bill Burr. I think they're setting up because they set up a lot of like the spinoff things this season, Ahsoka. I think Cobb Vanth will show up again in his own shit. I can picture him as a ranger. Uh, Boba and Fennec. If not, Boba will really, he'll either die and Fennec will have the life debt and she'll be a ranger with uh, Cara Dune. I, I think we'll see a lot of that. And then, of course, I think we'll see like the the Asian pilot and um, maybe Dave Filoni. He'll pop in and out of there. But Remember the last episode we were saying – uh, the uh, they have yellow fever as a joke. How yeah, they did it again this episode with the little Asian boy sitting on the side of the road. Uh-huh. Yeah, maybe. maybe that's, th- that's three episodes in a row. I want to see if maybe Filoni's married to an Asian woman or something. That was, that was uh-huh. Bro boy. <laughs> uh, Bro so boy. The, the, the acolyte that's the uh Leslie Headland show that no one knows anything about. That's yeah. the one that takes place during the end of the New Republic. Uh, I'm sorry, the High Republic, whatever the fuck that's going to be. They haven't really discussed anything. 
They said Bad Batch coming out. They dropped a, a trailer, which was cool. Well, the the going back to the Acolyte, it it takes place at the end, but it's supposed to pretty much be about um, Sith, right? I, yeah, I think it's like so. Uh, some people were thinking, depending on when the High Republic ends, they were wondering if it would be like a Plagueis and a Emperor thing, but I don't think so because it's all it's female centric. I hope so I, I I hope I hope it's Revan and they turn Revan into a girl. I honestly thought that Spiro like, would fucking he would fucking go fucking berserk. I, I to postal, be honest, I postal. would too. Like and I, me, I don't me, see me, me and Doc would be like, this is the popcorn. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't be a fan of that. Like you would really take a, a great character, like who everyone's, you know, yeah, they have course. their Keanu Reeves type mentality or like who they want to play him and shit, but yeah, don't don't fuck with that. But here's the thing: these new shows, I'm more curious as to who's doing them, because obviously we have Filoni and Fav, which are yeah. creating masterpieces. But then you also have the other side of Lucasfilm, which is super agenda pushing, and you know, kind of a clusterfuck. So it all depends on who's writing it, and I don't have, from my own experiences, I don't have faith. And Kathleen Kennedy's side of Lucasfilm. I don't have faith in that story group. Um, I hope they prove me wrong because I want to enjoy everything Star Wars puts out. But like the Leslie, like all those tweets that she deleted, you know, she was like a super feminazi, all that shit. I'm not excited for the Acolyte at all uh, just because of her mentality. If she can separate the two and make good TV, I'm all for it. But if she tries that, Captain Marvel uh, agenda pushing bullshit. Uh, I'm out. I can't do it. And then we got Obi Wan Kenobi, where it's confirmed Hayden Christensen will be coming back as Vader. I ran around the house screaming like a child when I read that. I literally said, Oh my fucking God! Ah, and ran. <laughs> and then Kathleen Kennedy said, and sometimes she does say shit she doesn't know. Um, she got, you know, she got called on that, but she did say it's going to be the best rematch, the greatest rematch of the century. So if they meet up and uh, go throw down, ah, uh, dude, that would be because I, I, I want Kenobi to leave Tatooine because you can't have Vader go to Tatooine. You can't have any trace of that shit. He has to be doing secret missions with, you know, somebody watching him, maybe Ahsoka watching a, a, a young Luke while he goes and do his, does his thing. But, um, yeah, if those two meet, could you imagine flashbacks, live Clone Wars, live well, action listen, Clone Wars flashbacks? Two, they have to, they have to meet for two reasons and two reasons alone. One, Vader told Luke in Return of the Jedi, Obi Wan once thought as you did. Yes, and in Revenge of the Sith, he did not think that. <laughs> and, in, and in the second thing, uh, Obi Wan tells him he's more machine than man now, and then. When he left him for dead on Mustafar, he didn't know he survived. Yep. So how does he know he's more machine than man now? Yep. So and the great thing I thought, which was great booking, like like you said, like before with the fucking little drop of drop in the pond with the fucking helmet with Mandalorian. When Vader says, I felt a presence that I haven't felt in, and then leaves it open. Yep. They can play reverse engineer that so many different ways. Um, so I'm looking forward to that. 
Uh, that's gonna be dope. And then the person who uh, the the chick who did who's doing the whole fucking series is a great director. I forgot her yeah, name. Yeah, Deborah Chow. That's right, Deborah Chow. She directed uh, what episode? She directed a really great episode of Mandalorian. I think it was season one, episode three. You when, might be uh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, with, the, with all the, the Mandalorians. Yep. Yes, that she directed that, and I think she directed another another one. And her episodes are fucking money. So Very I'm, I'm all, yeah, yeah, I'm all about her directing that. Bad Batch is coming out that look dope. It looks like yes. the, the clones are going after him. Uh, Fennec was in that. Yes. It looked like her, right? Yeah, it looked just like her. So I think that's kind of cool. Um, I said earlier on, if I was booking the Bad Batch series, I would have them uh, realize they... The A-team. Yeah, it would be the A-team. But whether or not they, they did order 66 doesn't matter. Either they go against not doing it and then they're wanted or they realize they did it. They turn face, they get and they go wanted, and then they kill all the fucking clone troopers that come after him. And the last fucking episode, it's Vader going after him, and Vader just chops him down. And that's yeah. why we don't see him. You know what I, I mean? think I think they should go out. I don't think they should survive. I think they should go out with like a bang. Like they do something like you said, next thing you know, the Empire's after them. Like, you gotta get rid of these clones. Or it goes all the way to where they to like New Hope, where they stop using clones. And they try to decommission clones, and they try to kill all the clones. And then next thing you know, all the clones are getting hunted, just like the Jedi did. And uh, you got them almost like doing a suicide mission, a la Rogue One or some shit like that. I think that would be really uh, that's cool. That's dope, too. That's dope. Because I, I think by the time they do Stormtroopers, they aren't clones anymore. No, they're not. So I think the only one that was a Stormtrooper was Cody. But they also have the aging process, so it's not like they're going to be Stormtroopers for long. Exactly. They age faster. Yep. Um, Kenobi, uh, not Kenobi, Andor. They did a little sizzle reel for Andor, and it looked dope. Dude. Yeah, I wasn't excited for that at first, and then I saw that sizzle reel. I was like, "Hey, yes, this looks fucking cool." It felt like Rogue One, like the same yep. visual. Um, then they said to talk about Rogue Squadron, which is going to be a film by uh, what's her name, the one who did Patty, what's the Patty Jenkins. Patty Jenkins, and she said her father was a fighter pilot. Yeah. It's always been a dream for her to do a fighter pilot movie. Now, here's the problem. Not even a problem, but here's more news that dropped about it. That this is going to take place, allegedly, after Rise of Skywalker. Ugh. Oh, don't. So don't I touch. Hope, I hope not. But yeah, whatever. don't touch any of that prequel shit or sequel shit. Lando's yep. coming out, which is dope. Yep. Most likely, I'm thinking it's going to be the Calrissian Chronicles, and it's going to be bookend with uh, both of them. I you know think so I'm, I'm so down for that. Uh, Mandalorian, uh, the droid story, which is, I don't know if it's animated or if it's live action, but it's going to be R2-D2 and C-3PO with somebody else, they said. Yeah, uh, which is weird. I would love it if it was Chopper. <laughs> That's well, no, I think I, I think it's going to be a bunch of droids in it, but I think it's going to be also if, a if, human. If, if Kathleen Kennedy's doing that, it's going to be with BB-8, my penis off, because it's going to be a transgender droid. Yeah, it will be. I, I think, as a lot of people said, none of this has to do with the sequels, but I think as more information comes out, a lot of them, and you know the ones that have to do with the sequels are all going to be her camp. Type right. shit. And then there's Star Wars Visions, which I don't which know I'm anything about. That's Japanese anime director, or people are doing that shit. I oh, think it's going to be like, I think it's going to be like Animatrix, where it's short stories, but done by uh, different animators. Different time periods? or uh, Probably. Yeah, probably, it's got to be. It, 
Yeah, but they said something about Japanese animation. Dude, I've been waiting for Japanese anime Star Wars forever. But here's the deal. I heard a rumor today that kind of upset me. Uh Uh-oh. That the reason why people are thinking Kathleen Kennedy is staying is because she presented all this. Oh, God, I hope not. I don't know, man. I think... There, if she stays, there has to be a huge change. Well, look, this I heard. I don't know if it's true, but they're saying that if she does stay, she's not allowed to push feminism, idea politics, gender politics through these movies anymore. Don't um, just make a good fucking. Oh, I agree story. with you. I agree with you. Um, but personally, I feel that Filoni and Favreau, in a matter of Eight episodes in the first season already done proved themselves. Yep. Now they just reaffirm themselves as the heir parents. They should just give it to them and let them run shop. Now, uh, yeah, they should. So we have one movie coming out, Rogue Squadron, by Patty Jenkins. We have the Taika Waititi movie, which they didn't really touch base on. Oh, right? I didn't. I didn't. Did you hear what they said about it? No. What? It's it's pretty much going to be weird, quirky. They said, oh, it's like nothing. Star Wars has ever seen before with his humor and this, that, and the other. And I was like, eh, I didn't care for Thor, his Thor movie. Oh, I loved um, this Thor movie. I thought oh, it was one of the I, best Marvel I, movies, too. I love that movie. I, I did not like it. I thought it was so, the humor was so forced. I, I felt like they tried to be like Guardians so bad. I like uh, moments in it, but as a whole, I couldn't, I don't know, I didn't care for right. it. And then we um, still have the, the Kevin Feige movie. But the one thing we didn't hear about. That was not even mentioned was Spiro's favorite director, Ryan Johnson's trilogy. What if uh, Ryan Johnson directs his last episode of Man of Warren? <laughs> no, he's not. It's gonna, it's gonna be. Uh, it's probably gonna be Favreau. Yeah, I would love it if it was George Lucas. Everybody would. Yeah, but I do think it. I, think, I do think it'll be Favreau. He also didn't hear about a Boba Fett series, which was heavily rumored. Yes, unless he's incorporated in some of these other. Uh, like he might be part of Rangers, like you said, or he might be in the Mandalorian season three. Yeah, Who knows? I hope he's in season three. I hope they don't kill him off. Who knows? I w- I'd be happy if they kill off Din Djarin and give the fucking reins just the fucking the Boba. I, I mean, I-, I might be the in the minority here, but to me, Boba Fett, dude, he just steals the fucking scene every scene he's in. So I do. Tomorrow Morrison looks more like a badass than fucking uh, Pedro Pascal. True. Yeah, I agree. It's the the bond between him and Grogu, which is which yeah, pushes, pushes that show for me. I unless she unless Grogu turns heel. I do think Grogu will turn turn heel for a bit. I hope not. At least a not. scene. At least a scene until Mando calms him down. Never. Not never. It's gonna happen. I think they foreshadowed it with him fucking everybody up. You know, I mean, he's gonna he's gonna react out of fear and anger when they're poking and prodding him. And well, we were talking about this behind the scenes, right? Yeah. Yep. Where did he? I am one hundred percent convinced now with your argument that Gideon had him before at one point. Yeah. I am one hundred percent convinced that's the truth because when you when you look when you listen to what he told them at at the season finale when he had him on top. Uh, was it Tatooine when they? Oh no, on a Navarro, and he had him all pinned in the. And he goes, "You have something I have that I want." And and he's talking like he knows what he's talking about because he's yeah. seen it before. 
Yeah. And then when he says, when he sees, oh, you're getting good with that. There's a lot there. Now, the thing is that who took him from the thing and why did his memory go dark like Ahsoka says? We got to find out who took it. Was it Maul? Was it just uh, an Inquisitor? Was it anybody, uh, uh, you know, anybody? Who knows? I don't know. Someone from the Force, uh, from the dark side of the Force or someone from the fucking Empire who took him. Well, not even from the Empire because the Empire wasn't formed yet. But somebody had to take him from 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 Coruscant, and, and and that's why his memory goes dark because it's part of the dark side, and she couldn't read it. Um, could have been Jar Jar all along. Yeah, that oh. one. Yeah, that was sweet when you hit me with that. I thought that was hilarious. Jar Jar Binks. No, yeah. no. <laughs> what if it was Jar Jar in general? Well, what if what if Jar Jar shows up in the Vader series and Vader fucking flays him? I think Vader will kill Waddle. Oh, that'd be dope. Both those would be dope. But he's got to be on Tatooine then. Oh, unless Waddle leaves Tatooine. Yeah, that's so, true. I sold my junk shop. I bought this little <laughs> porno shop in uh, Tatooine. Uh, Eddie, is that you? <laughs> Fucking done. <laughs> Though this, this last episode will... That's why I also think they'll get him back. And if they don't get him back, they'll get him back in the first episode in season three. Because I think a lot of it, the next season, well, a lot of it will have to do with Mandalore and the Jedi. And I could see them explaining who got Grogu. Um, and maybe the person that finds him is the person that rescued him. And it's a fucked up Mace Windu. If they bring back Mace Windu, I hope he's crazy, batshit crazy, out of his mind with so much PTSD. You mean Samuel L. Jackson? Yeah, I hope. Uh, I hope Nor- that he is Sam Jackson. Normally, yeah. <laughs> no, I know. I just hope he's like fucking super paranoid and just like oh, like Forrest Whitaker. Yeah, 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 yeah. The yeah. Oh, yeah. lies, deception. Um, but I hope he's like you're watching this. Oh, it's the dark side. It's very short. Like he's so fuck. He's just gone. You know what I mean? I don't know. I can't. I love the fact that. Anything can happen, and it could be it could be something so cool that they throw our, our our way. And just by how this season went, the fact that they dropped that little tidbit that a Jedi could find them has to be, has to be, absolutely has to be. What if Luke has uh, people looking for motherfuckers? What if uh, a young Max von Sydow, his character shows up, and he's like, "Yeah, I, I uh, my." My friend told me about this, and I came to see what it was, yada, yada, yada. And I, I would like to take him to um, my friend. Who's your friend? Oh, Master Jedi Luke Skywalker. Even and better. Awesome. Even you know? better. Here, even better. Everyone's talking about Luke, which I started. But Doc knows that already. <laughs> uh, everyone's talking about Ezra. Everyone now is speculating about Mace Windu. But what if the Jedi that felt him in the Force and goes picks him up is a young Padawan by the name of Ben Solo? Uh, I don't. And ben uh, Solo brings him to Master Luke in the next season. Yeah. Uh, isn't Ben Solo like four right now? Yeah. No, he's isn't... like, no, he's like, it's just Ben Solo. This is maybe seven. Because I think it's five or seven years after. Because he was conceived. He was on conceived the night Endor. after the fucking Endor, yeah. Yeah, so he, I don't know, I think Wicked's the father. 
Yeah. Yup Nub. Dope. <laughs> when 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 Han went up to go get the tissues for Leia, Ricky stuck in there, and he was like, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, said, yeah. "He said, he yum num, bum bum bum." He was all up in it. Oh, that's dope. <laughs> <laughs> you want that dress, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> Bend over. <laughs> Fucking love it. All right. It's getting late, boys. Let them know where they can find you guys at. You can find uh-huh. me at Dr. D-R underscore Destroyo, D-E-S-T-R-R-O-Y-O, Instagram, Alex Royo, MD, Twitter, Alex Royo on the Fizzle Bizzle. Uh, at Hakeem Zane on Twitter, and then, of course, Raju Zane 80 on Insta and Facebook, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Rohit. I do have a Mandalorian-inspired shirt cooking up. I just got to get the design fleshed out hopefully that'll be soon please please tell me it's this is the way with like whey protein and you're flexing no it's gonna be i want it to be me uh in my gear except with the mandalorian helmet on and then in the baby uh the little baby carrier it's the exhibition title so (laughs) yeah but i gotta i don't know if i wanted to say the mocha skin mandalorian uh, but I don't know if I can have Mandalorian on there without getting a cease and desist from Disney. What, what, so if, you, what, what if you're the Mocha Lorian? Yeah, maybe, yeah, maybe it'll be the Mocha Lorian or the Mocha Mandalorian or something like that. Yeah, but uh, we'll see. And then, of course, tomorrow on Impact Plus, the Impact Plus app, I will have a defeat Rohit challenge defending my X Division title on final resolution. It will be the last uh, defeat Rohit challenge of 2020. So we'll see who walks that aisle and gets dropped on the dome piece. All right. Well, Spiro, let them know where they can find you at. You can find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have you know there's other guys doing doing things there. Uh, you got wrestling shows. You got fucking doomsday prepper shows. You got cryptid shows and i think that we're about to have some fucking uh v- video game geek geek uh show guy come on i don't know man but hopefully i'll get up and, and i'll do something i'll fucking piss some people off and that's it man you know there we go you could find me at greek guy Papadon on twitter and on instagram uh demetrius Papadon on the book of face Pro Wrestling Tees slash Greek God Papadon is the Pro Wrestling Tees store. You cheap sons of bitches. Go buy some fucking t-shirts. It's the holiday season. I got to feed my 37 kids and my puppy. Um, oh, you got the dog. <laughs> yeah. Fuck. Talk about doing the job. Um, <laughs> YouTube channels, Greek God Papadon. Go subscribe and like and hit the notification bell. But you can find all of us together at NFO underscore podcast on Twitter. New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook, and the email address where you can send your emails pertaining anything we talk about in Star Wars, whether it's who's moreover, whether it's from a certain point of view, whether it's Doc's YouTube exclusive show, Tatooine, whether it's the Mandomania show, you want to tell us what you thought of the episode, what you think is going to happen, what you like, what you don't like. If you want to say how great we are, that's great. If you want to say how bad we are, that's great. Let's just have an interaction. If you want to send money, send money to pop it on 595 at yahoo.com. I'll accept it. No problem. But regardless of all that, thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy. 
thank you for listening to us. And if this does make YouTube, thank you for your eyes. Uh, hopefully we entertained you. And, uh, you know, like I always say, the NFO never looks to get over on Star Wars. We want Star Wars to get more over with you. And this has been an ex another exciting edition of Doc looking into the camera, not of uh, <laughs> <laughs> episode of Mandomania. Oh, yeah. What you gonna do, brother? When Boba Fett steals a show from Mandalorian and runs wild on you with all those seismic charges. Wow.